What up, baby? Hey. I Hold don't. on one second. I think uh, my headphones are on backwards. That's, yeah. yeah. No, they're correct. <laughs> I'm just speaking backwards. D says hello. Oh, hi, D. Lex says hi. Man. Bimo also says hi. You couldn't hear him, though. I assume he always says hi. That's so. true. Everyone says hi. And your big fat dog. Yeah. And the guy upstairs. Is it the mm-hmm. man upstairs or the guy upstairs? And, and the man upstairs. The man upstairs. Okay. Well, fuck that guy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom and dad. And your mom and dad. I, see, I got that all out of order. Do you even know what song I'm talking about? No. Okay. So there's a song from David Bowie called Everyone Says Hi. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a slow plotting song. And it's kind of boring. It's not one of his biggest hits. But somebody remixed it for this game, Amplitude, that came out in like 2000, 2001 for PlayStation 2. And mm-hmm. it just became this banger. And so, like, I love... I probably have heard it, but I just don't remember. I love that version of the song. It's just, you can never find it, like, just on its own. Because it was, like, you know, remixed by somebody that worked for... um uh, harmonics or whatever it was at the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Man, here we go. Yeah, I was looking at the notes. We got a little bit of stuff to talk about here. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's stuff that everybody kind of already knows about, but you know, it's just good to get yeah. it all out. Yeah, yeah. People want that content. They want to that content. They want to break that silence. So we're gonna mm-hmm. let that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I've right. been enjoying podcasts for sure. Have you listened in Solitude? Uh, have you listened to our podcast? No, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't even get you to listen to my podcast. <laughs> I mean, technically it's my podcast too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's it's the Resnaculus, it's been absorbed. We've <laughs> we, what, what, we've been a corporate merger. That's right. So we've yeah. we've uh yeah. Yeah, it was a hostile takeover. Yes, very <laughs> hostile. <laughs> very. I was like, no, I'm keeping this song since last we spoke. You're like, nah, it's Mm-mm. coming over to Lex and Matt. Bring it all here. Bring it all home. <laughs> all feeds into this. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that was not how I wanted to start. Hey, folks, uh- welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. This is Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. That's right, she is. We back, baby. Yeah. 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 We back. We back. We back. So even though the world is still shut down, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't wait. But you know what? We do the social distancing thing every episode anyway. I was going to say, we live in different states. We're taking this a little too seriously. Man, you know, that was part of the contract that we grew that we drew up before the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, is that mm-hmm. we could not be in the same place. We broke our own rule for the live show, and that was it. We can temporarily do it. But not permanently. <laughs> like a one-time deal, like once-a-year card kind of thing. It's maybe maybe we can revise that if we do more live shows in the future. That's right. It specifically says in the contract, time cop rules. So Lex and I can't exist in yeah. the same space at the same time. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Shout out to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, folks. Uh, Why are you listening to our show, Jean-Claude? <laughs> <laughs> Jean-Claude, if you're listening... You know, drop us a line, let us know. So, you can find yeah, us on sure. the social medias. <laughs> you can check us out on LexandMattPod.com, of course. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tout, uh, MySpace, what? uh, Live what Journal. Is tout? What? Tout was a short-lived, like, precursor to Vine, where people oh. would get on there and just ramble. But it was more than, like, what was Vine, seven seconds or something like that? I don't remember. I yeah. never got into Vine. I've only recently gotten into TikTok for like I got an account for like w- to follow one person on TikTok basically because <laughs> he's so funny to me. Okay. And then um, his name's Copkey like thirteen or something like that six one three. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. And then I and I've followed like maybe four other accounts since. That's it. Don't lie, but like I don't I don't really get the whole trend of those for the most part. I, love I, when, I do admire when people can do it well, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, I love it when kids are able to use that new form of media and just get their stuff out there in an entertaining way. I mean, if we're being honest, the majority of it, like podcasts, is some motherfucking bullshit, but some right. of it is actually pretty good. So, yeah, 
that's, you know, and it's unfortunate too, because it always drives back to TV. So like there were some guys on Vine that were really funny and they tried to make that transition to TV and it just did not work. Right. It's a very weird format. And Mm -hmm. there are people that make amazing television that could never make a Vine. So like the the fact that we think anyone can do the other thing is kind of stupid. It's like saying, you know, you can paint this mural. Now go make a movie. It's like, well, it it's very rare that someone can jump into another medium, and that's really what that is. It's it's a whole other medium. That's right. Get it's you. that different. Like they're both filming things, but it's that different of a format. Right. I mean, I I respect people that can transition. In that fashion, though. That's really cool. Not everybody's meant to do it, though. Sometimes you're just going to be the best at what it is you're doing. You don't have to be, like, a jack-of-all-trades. And usually, if you're the best at the thing that you're doing, like, you're better than the person who's the jack-of-all-trades in that thing. That's true. And that that doesn't make sense, you know? I mean, I I play a lot of video games. I'm not the best in the world at any of them. But if I, like, dedicated my time to playing Tetris or something like that, yeah, I could be up there, you know? I could be the best if I trained. You half-ass a couple (laughs) things or whole-ass one thing. That's right. I only flip one direction on Tetris. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before. I don't flip the opposite direction. I don't understand what you're talking about. So, you know, you can flip horizontally. You can flip clockwise or counterclockwise on Tetris, you know, to give you an advantage. Like if you're trying to get a piece in a certain spot uh, in a very smooth fashion, you can flip either way. I only push one button to flip, and I will go all the way around the block with that T-shaped block in order to get it to fit. I don't know. I just, I never got it like that. Like when I type, I only use one shift key. I only... when I think of Tetris, I think of playing it on my Motorola Razor. Ah, so, so you're just that's tapping. how that's how I, I just did the back and forth, mm. like like on the because you had the round um, button, yeah, and you would just right or left. So that's that's what I would do. Like, so that's what I, how I think of it. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I haven't played Tetris in a while. Uh, I played it on. I mean, I've played it on my iPhone a little bit, but it's not the same. Something about that click. Of the yeah. phone. And it was also like, you know, I'm in ninth grade and I'm bored shitless. And, you know, teacher's not looking. Play some Tetris. Exactly. I that's mean, all you can do on your phone. That's all you can do. Tetris used to be a lot more unforgiving. So now, you know, they have the rule yeah. where you can, like, slide it around and not have to worry about end, it yeah. locking in or whatever. When it was on NES, it was just like, oh, you put it there? <laughs> well, guess what? That's where it's going to land. That's it. That's Go all you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> None of these T-spins are all that bullshit. No, no. Okay, we're getting real deep into the weeds with Tetris <laughs> now. So, anyway, um, have you been uh, playing any new games lately since this whole thing went down? No. No? no. Okay. okay. I don't. I haven't been playing games. Um, I, I am in intrigued by Animal Crossing, but mm. I'm not spending any money right now. Because yeah. the world is insane. Um, and so I'm intrigued by that, but I haven't bought it. And I do have Uncharted 4 sitting there, and I guess I should crack that open. But I haven't really been doing much of anything. <laughs> so Yeah, Uncharted 4 is worth your time. It really uh, is. Yeah, I think I might go restart it. That's something I should probably dig into. Absolutely. Um, but like, I had to write an essay today, and it and it took like twice as long to write it than mm. it normally does for me. So my brain's not fully functioning. Maybe I do need to zone out into a game or something like that. I've been watching This Is Us, mm. which has been a very therapeutic. Um, I've already seen it, but... Oh, really? Um, I've wa- what? This Is Us, you saw that already? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Like, I've seen it, like, a like not a bunch, but I've been watching it from the beginning. Yeah. Like, as it's aired... So I thought I, I told you to watch it. That's why I thought you were like joking with me. Oh no, um, no, no. <laughs> like I, I wasn't aware that you like had seen all of it up to date at this point. I thought like you were like yeah, okay, you know. No, I it's like my favorite show. Ah. Like it's 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 one of my favorite shows on the air and one of my favorite shows like basically ever now. Gotcha. Um, and so I've been rewatching it and seeing. First of all, it's a very therapeutic show, kind of like how Parenthood was, where you're like, oh, man, like there's something soothing about this family show, um, mm-hmm. even when it's very emotional. But it's also going back and rewatching it 
with the knowledge that I have now. They're doing six seasons of it. Mm. Like, they know exactly beginning, middle, end, everything. And they've planned it that way from the start. Yeah. Uh, they've picked up three seasons at a time, basically. So, that's it's very strange. Um, and so, seeing how it all fits together, there are things that are happening in, like, season four that they were hinting at in season one. And you didn't even notice it. It was just there. Like... Just little little things in the background. They had like they've planned everything. It's very weird. Very cool. Man, I like that a lot. I, I I do appreciate that. You know, we live in this modern time of television where uh, shows get that guarantee where they know they're going to be on the air for a certain amount of time and they can build the yeah. type of story they want to build. I have to say, I'd never seen a show before or since get picked up the way that that show got picked up, though. Because this is, this is us, it premiered, yeah, it premiered, and it unbelievable premiere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just became an overnight sensation. And there hasn't been a show like that in a very long time, and it's consistently held viewers. But it it literally was picked up for two more seasons after that, Man. and then now they were like, oh yeah, we want to do six seasons. So they're like, okay, well then we're just gonna go for six seasons. Like they just it, it, there's only been like two renewals total, and they're going to have six seasons. They're on season. They just finished season four. So they're they're entering the last two seasons of their show. Cool. And they also are on a network that doesn't weirdly because you know how networks are like we need you to do like twenty two episodes. They do like seventeen or whatever. They don't push them to do more than they need to. So that's, that's really kind of neat. Yeah, because that's what fucked up Lost at times. Man, you know, I was thinking about that while you were bringing up. That's that's what made me say like modern television is a lot different, and I think Lost yeah. is responsible for that because everybody yeah. loved it and they just kept stringing them along. And you know, the the show's creators were very vocal about the fact that they didn't know when the end was coming, so they had to keep stalling for time. And I love Lost. There's only like a like like two episodes total, I think, from memory one maybe even that I just skip. Like, I don't like it. But if Lost was made today, it would be 12-ish, 13 episodes a season and six yeah. seasons. And then it'd be done. Which, right. it was like 23 a season at six seasons, orig- like the actual run. So, that's, that's it would insane. be a completely different show. That's insane. Different. Yeah, I mean, given given the amount of money they spent on the show, given the caliber of the cast at the time... They just, man, they ate up those resources, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it that's, not, that's how network TV works, though. They're yeah. just, they're, they're, it's a grind. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why they, they still do a lot of those cheap sitcoms, because they're easier for people to make, they are cheaper to produce, uh, and they could just throw a bunch of them out there and not have to worry about it. It's like, oh, it costs like a million, two million to make an episode of that. Perfect. Great. Throw it out there. Whereas these other shows, like Mad Men, you know, cost like $6 million an episode or something crazy like that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's why, uh, well, I know that. That's why Tyler Perry's model is so successful. Because, you know, even with um, syndication, things are drastically different than what they were, you know, years Lost, ago. Lost cost. Lost cost. <laughs> so the pilot cost between 10 and $14 million, but each episode of Lost cost... Four million dollars oh, wow. to make oh, every wow. episode. So, <laughs> Could you imagine is... winning the lottery and then just finding that out? Like, oh well, you know, you just won the amount that it would cost to make one episode of Lost, and you'll be set for the rest of your life. Lost, though, you couldn't make one episode of it and have an idea for the next one. That'd be it. Yeah. So, twenty-three episodes of Lost a year. Let's say that that was their average at four million. Uh, is ninety two million dollars? Holy shit! A season. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, that's what happens Unless when you go. Mad. Let's film in Hawaii. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, ninety two million. That's 92 nuts. Ninety two million. Wow. That's uh like a third of the first Avengers movie budget, I think. Yeah. I Did I ever tell you that I, I visited some of those filming locations when uh, uh, I was in Hawaii years ago? Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Which, which one did you do? Um, 
Man, I don't remember. <laughs> so you on the Big ago. Island? I was on the Big Island, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you probably went to the park, the same park where they filmed Jurassic Park and everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where I went to. That tour is pretty cool. <laughs> this is this is how like frugal I was, man. I was like, look, I'm going to look up these spots, and we are going to get there ourselves, and we're going to have <laughs> a good time, and we did. <laughs> did you... um? Did you do Pearl Harbor while you were there? Oh yeah, we did that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? We went to the church. It was it's it's a, it's no, it's a church. It's like a cathedral, but it was where they filmed the exterior, like college uh, portions. Where um, what's his name? The MacGuffin? Desmond? No, no, no. Well, maybe Desmond, but the the MacGuffin guy. Who I'm oh thinking yes, of. I'm sorry. Desmond shows up at the college to meet with him. Yes. Oh, God, what's his name? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm just going to call him MacGuffin. The time traveler guy. Yeah. See, you know what? I'm bad luck because I get people to forget. You know, D loves Lost too, and I completely made her forget Desmond's name on the on the mini episode. That's why I named it. Yeah. His name is Desmond <laughs> because any people yeah. are going to be yelling during that first five minutes. Yeah, I love Desmond. Yeah, he was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, uh, Faraday. Daniel Faraday. That's the guy I'm thinking Daniel of. Faraday, yep. Yeah, yeah. So those okay. college portions, they also filmed that in Hawaii, so we went to go check out that spot, too. Um, unrelated, just by accident, we found uh, the uh, Bail Bonds place where Dog the Bounty Hunter worked out of. That was kind of weird to see Ew. that. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, thirteen episodes per season. It cost Lionsgate between thirty-three and thirty-nine million in production to make Mad Men. So yeah. that's that's in comparison of literally cut in half. Like that's about the same price per episode. It's wild stuff, man. Yeah, there'll never be another show like it. No, definitely not. They tried, but there never will be. I think that I understand that The Sopranos launched TV, but I do think that there there are like three things that hit four things. So there's The Sopranos, okay, but that was HBO. It was. So it almost has like an asterisk next to it, in my opinion. Yeah. Then you have Lost. Okay. Mad Men. I knew that was in there. I'm excited to hear your and fourth. Then, and then Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Interesting. Okay. okay. I think that these, those shows shift all of television. You know what else I throw in there? Just the for office. kicks? Office? Not so much. You know what I would... And I got something to say about that after this, actually. Um, yeah. I would throw How I Met Your Mother in there. Yeah. Because yeah, they did try to chase that a lot after, and they tried to recreate that a bunch for yeah, sure. Yeah, and like, and it was something very different. Right, it didn't have the same it, heart. <laughs> it it reformatted the uh, the sitcom for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Office mostly because I think that The Office, I mean, what other show really launched single camera comedies the same way? That's the standard now. Yep. Like, what was the one before The Office? The mockumentary aspect. Not the of. mockumentary. I'm talking about just single camera comedy. Hmm. Not even that style, but Super or Superstore is similar in style, but like that show is not like the mockumentary style. It's hard to think of a, another comedy that was single camera before the office Hmm. i mean it existed of course it existed like you had um uh what's it called larry sanders stuff was single camera things like that oh yeah but but like I, i think that was pretty pretty revolutionary to be like we're not having a laugh track we're not having this traditional thing we are going with single camera yeah you know, that would have scared me off years ago. Like, before The Office, I, I wouldn't have been comfortable enough to watch something like that without the traditional, you know, soundtrack and 
uh, laugh track and all that stuff being tied into it because, right. you know, we were just raised on that type of sitcom. This is like, right. you know, this is the sugar. This is what you get, you know, where you're not watching a drama. Even dramas had, oh. like, you know, uh, songs interwoven into it and everything like that. It was, yeah. uh, it was so uncomfortable and, and that added to the, uh, to the enjoyment. Yeah. I think that, um, the other one that you, you can't, can't skip over is Dawson's Creek hmm. because that really launched the WB and created this idea that, oh, we can have an entire network devoted to teen, mm-hmm. like teen dramas, teen everything. Um, that show, and then that the success of that show helped Buffy, Felicity, like all of these other shows launch. Um, I think that was a big, big one. But when I think of, like, what are these shows that launched everything that we have now? Mm-hmm. It's, it's obviously, I give The Sopranos its due, but it's mostly Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and um, Lost. In the office, like Absolutely. for comedies. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I was going to say about the office, um, I guess there's a new book out uh, written by a couple of the um, the, the parties that worked on uh, the office uh, throughout mm-hmm. the uh, throughout the series, and they're basically revealing that Steve Carell uh, left the show because of like contract disputes, not because of like storytelling beats or because he felt like it was just time to move on. It was because he, there well, was... the original story was that he wanted to spend more time with his family. Right. That was right. what they sold when he actually retired. Like, I remember that being the, the sell, which is fair. And I mean, it's probably true. I, I, one would hope it'd be true for anybody that loves their family, but for him in particular, in this case, they're saying that it was just a matter of, he wanted a raise because he knew that basically NBC's comedy lineup was, the office for yeah. all those years. Mm-hmm. And, um, they just kind of let him slip through the cracks because they yeah. were changing the guard at NBC. Doesn't surprise me because NBC went to shit after that. Man. Um, they are doing better now. Like they got Brooklyn nine, nine back. They've got, um, superstore. Yeah. Um, they just wrapped up good place, which was phenomenal. Good place was groundbreaking. I think that that's another show that might, when we look back a couple years from now, we might go, that was one of those like game changer type of shows that changed the way that we view comedies and storytelling. Um, and they, have you seen that show? Zoe's, uh, Zoe's playlist or what is it? Zoe's extraordinary uh, playlist. I haven't watched it yet. No, it's, it's interesting. Um, and I think what I keep coming back to with it, it's weird because almost every time I watch it, I'm in a very odd mood. It's just mm-hmm. always caught me at an odd time. Um, but it's very sweet. It's a very, um, it's different from what you would think a musical show would be. Because the whole premise is she doesn't care about music, doesn't really, she's not like super into music. She's getting an MRI. And th- so the guy's like, well, what kind of music do you want me to play to kind of ease you while you're dealing with this? She's like, I don't care. And uh, and I think it's like an earthquake or something hits, and it's all of the music is basically imprinted into her brain, mm-hmm. kind of like Chuck or something like that. And she can then read people's thoughts and feelings through song. Man, I forgot Chuck existed, and I used to love that show. But, I did too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so that's like her, her thing. So she's, she's getting, and then this, the music doesn't go away until she resolves some of the issues that they're having. Mm. So she basically has like a superpower that she can only control when she works to like better the issue that has come up through that song. So what it sounds like to me is a mix between that musical episode of Scrubs and mm-hmm. My Name mm-hmm. is Earl. 100%. And that is a great way to sell it, by the way. <laughs> and Lauren Thank Graham you. from Gilmore yeah. Girls and Parenthood. She sings in it a lot. I love oh. her. So she's this in right, it way more than I thought she would be. This is right so. up your alley, then. They made this for you. 
They did. They did. And the, the girl who ho- uh, who's like Zoe, the main girl, she's super cute. I don't know who she is, but she's fun to watch. <laughs> that sounded really bad. No, 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 no. So this so this fills the void of, um, oh my goodness, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I The only criticism that I have of it so far is that I think that they pick music that fits the story, but they don't necessarily make it fit the singers, the actors uh, who are singing, as okay. well as I think they should. And I don't know if they need like a. They're not trying to make it like as polished as Glee or something like that. Yeah. It, it's a little bit uh, rougher than that. I don't know if that's intentional or not either. I don't know if like that's what they're going for. Um, so it does. Sometimes it catches me off guard, mm. but it's not bad it's just maybe they could try something different with that and see how it works i don't know i think Uh, tv just begs for a musical show just you know over the years tv has just thrived when there's a musical tv show on you know you've got fame you've got uh like i mentioned crazy ex-girlfriend and you know just obviously glee was huge yeah yeah Um, you know um I'm sure there's countless others. Cop Rock, you know, all those great shows. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like musicals. And, you know, I love musical movies and everything like that. But I don't, I, like, there just aren't a lot of them. And a True. lot of them suck. I think, yes. it's really, I think it's a really difficult format that people underestimate. Yeah, yeah, you got to hit that spot just right, you know. Um, Neil Patrick Harris... <laughs> for years he was like the golden child he could do no wrong when it came to like mm-hmm. you know musicals and just that that whole broadway vibe bringing it to whatever he did whether it be um captain horrible dr horrible's sing-along blog yeah. or uh you know the episode of how i met your mother where he's singing you know so he has just uh, this is a real quick sidebar mm-hmm. i got i went on a rabbit hole type of thing the other day on youtube this was, this was actually like like three weeks ago. Um, I went down this rabbit hole of going on to oh God, I care, Architecture, Architecture Digest has oh. a YouTube channel. Okay. And that YouTube channel, the celebrities welcome like them into their house and they give them a tour of their house. Hmm. And it's you get to see just how truly fucking weird celebrities are <laughs> and so like Liv Tyler is like has her oh, yeah where yeah. she's like the little baby piano she's like look this is for the baby this is why we have this little baby piano and like just the most batshit kind of crazy things and they so they went to Neil Patrick Harris's house mm-hmm. that he has with his husband it's like a fucking museum. They have mm. so much taxidermy. It's old timey. It's creepy as fuck. Like mm. it freaked me out. I would not be able to live in that house. Wow. And they've got little kids too and stuff. They got these displays and everything. You just just go onto Architectural Digest and watch some of these YouTube. I mean, it's first of all, it's sickening how much money is in certain homes and everything like that. But yeah, it's also very entertaining like they are some like like i was watching uh, dakota johnson she's the one from uh the 50 shades of gray movies and she's like look at all these crystals i have <laughs> that is so out of touch and stupid okay <laughs> i was crying from laughing at some of these like i'm like i don't know why it's so entertaining to me but it is where they're like look at this plant isn't that plant giving off great energy and i'm it's, like what the fuck is wrong vibes. with you it knows yeah. the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibe. Um, I know the vibe. <laughs> that's, that's I, I'm just, fascinated with Neil Patrick right. Harris and his family. Like, I've just They're everything. So cute. They are, and I love their love. And everything I find out about Neil Patrick Harris, it makes me like him more. Like when I found out that he's like big into magic, not just like as a fan, as a practitioner. Like he's big into it so much so that he belongs to those like secret cabals of magicians that you have to know passwords and save one of their lives to get into their guild or some bullshit like that. You know, that, that magic castle in LA, 
that you can only get into yeah, uh, yeah. by appointment only. Yeah, that's I love that stuff, man. Just that mythology of it, you know. Did you ever read his biography? Or <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, so his biography is a joke. Choose your own adventure. But I listened to it. Oh wow! And okay, it was so he made it work with the format um, that he went with. But it was so sweet. Like it was funny and sweet, and it was a lot of fun. I recommend that for sure. I will have to give that a listen. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know what? We got to go back for a second because we talked about Brooklyn Nine Nine, and we talked about Good Place and the Office and everything. We didn't even give deserved love to Michael Schur for being involved in uh-huh. all of those shows. I mean, talking to, all, talk about yeah. just like thriving from the background, man. He just, he killed it. He killed, he killed and resurrected television. <laughs> he, I mean, who do you compare him other than a modern Norman Lear? Right. I mean, that's where my mind went as well. Yeah. You know, um, just even even his writing credits, it's like Saturday Night Live, you know, yeah. Office, of course. But then to be the creator of Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Good Place, having written Black Mirror, I mean, I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah. Yeah, isn't he doing, is he doing that Space Force show with Steve Carell, or is that someone else? Oh, I don't think so. No, I, I think love... that's the other creator. I think that's Greg Daniels. Okay. The okay. other Office guy. Like yeah. the creator of The Office, Greg Daniels. I'm pretty sure that's his. But yeah. So yeah, TV. That's what I've been doing. I've been watching TV and same. trying to keep my head afloat. Yep. Same. Keep my head above water. Whatever. <laughs> Making a way when you can. Oh, the next line of that is really depressing. <laughs> oh, man. I hope everybody who is listening to this is doing okay. I know it's been stressful in varying degrees for everybody in these past few weeks but man you know the world has never experienced anything like this before and it's it's just so just interesting i mean it's that's both true and not true we have never experienced anything like this before but there are generations before us that are no longer living no one living has Mm -hmm. experienced this Mm-hmm. There are generations before us who experienced far worse. So that's, that's it's fair. it's that weird di- dichotomy of like, yeah, we have nev we have no clue what we're doing, and then at the same time, we also like we do because we have this historical reference to look at and go, okay, this is where we went wrong with this, this, and that. Let's try to learn from that. But you know, fuckers don't read anyway, so it doesn't they matter. They don't. And that's kind of why my mind went to we've never experienced anything like this before because <laughs> I'm true. thinking That's fair. I'm thinking like, okay There's a horse loose in the hospital. There's a <laughs> The never... best John Mulaney bit ever. If you haven't seen that, first of all, you should watch it on Netflix. But yes. just go look up the John Mulaney horse in the hospital bit where he he is comparing Donald Trump being president to a horse being loose in the hospital. <laughs> in that um, you you know eventually things are going to be okay and you'll get the horse out of the hospital. But until then, there's a fucking horse loose in the hospital. <laughs> what is that fucking horse going to do now? <laughs> of course, watch that and then immediately look up the salt and pepper diner bit because, you know, yeah. you need that. You need that. <laughs> salt and pepper. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way. There's no wrong way. To Mulaney. So enjoy all that shit. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. There's a lot of stuff that like the reason. But the reason why I'm like it never happened like this before is because we've got countless hours of entertainment at our fingertips. We've got countless resources at our fingertips of knowledge that our that our forefathers (laughs) have studied. And somehow we're still in this fucking situation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. of just boredom and and malaise and it's just man fucking people it, i, I am what, fast I, you know what i realized yeah. as i as i've been hearing so many people talk about how bored they are mm-hmm. um, is that there aren't enough only children that's right <laughs> because I, I i do have a brother but he is almost a decade older than me and is a half brother so mm-hmm. we had 
both some separation in family stuff and we had a huge separation of he was out of the house. So I had to take care of myself, like entertain myself. So I, I like my grandmother once said, you, you, uh, you're like none of my other grandkids. You're the only one who says she's not bored, like never says I'm bored. (laughs) I never said I was bored. Right. That was not a thing that I said when I was a kid because I learned to entertain myself. And it's fascinating to me. Now, now, now that doesn't mean I was some like amazing creative, like, you know, fucking, fly. but like I'd watch a show or something like I'd, I'd, I'd find something to do. Yeah. You know, that it, being bored thing that everyone has. I'm like, shit, do you guys all have someone around to like love and play with? Cause I didn't like, what are you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that too comes just from dependency on, you know, social media, of course, too. You know, you're, you're just so used to seeing people having fun, living their lives, having a great time. That's entertainment. But none of the people who are usually out having fun are having fun. So you can't watch them have fun. So now you got to make your own fun and, you know, forget how to do it. I'm also <laughs> just deeply introverted. So I'm like, this is like an extreme version of an, of being introverted. But like, it's not something unbearable to me you know yeah i hear exactly what i know exactly what you're saying and i'm the same way like when i was single i I didn't have to go out to bars and shit to have a good time come home grab a pizza on the way play some video games right i was good for the weekend you know now i don't like being completely alone my dad is home like and i have my cat and stuff like that like so you know, we're both doing the social distancing thing, but I am with someone in the house. Um, if I was completely alone, which I have had happen many times because he has traveled a lot or whatever, um, then I then I start to to kind of lose it a bit. That yeah. I understand. So if any if people are completely alone in their house or an apartment or whatever, I get that. It's I don't know. I yeah. still think like you can, you know. Turn on the TV and have it on all day and make you feel like you have people in your life. Isn't yeah. that how we were all raised? No? All right. <laughs> Daytime TV is still depressing as fuck. Hi, I'm Peter Francis Geraci, and if you'd like to hear my info tapes and you're going through some legal troubles, just dial the number at the bottom of the screen. Ugh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But that's why we have Netflix. That's true. Price is Right still slaps, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so um what my family's been doing and something that surprisingly i i really enjoyed we um we started doing weekly conference calls uh through zoom and it's been pretty enjoyable like just getting to see everybody and catching up and yeah just having like you know this is our set family time here we're all doing this you know ironically it's at the same time that we used to have uh cnsc meetings on sunday nights <laughs> so it fills that void a little bit i guess i was just like trained to do that uh for a couple years so yeah it just it hits the spot it's kind of cool it's kind of cool and i know a lot of people are doing that too especially with zoom Tell me you saw the video of the woman who took the call with her to the bathroom. No. Okay. So it's a, it's a work call. Right. And, you know, there's a conference call going on and someone else is talking and they're kind of rambling. And so this woman just gets up still with the video on. She just looks, you know, annoyed as fuck. And you think she's going to, like, walk out the house or something like that or maybe throw the phone or something like that. She goes to the bathroom Puts the phone on the floor, and you can still see her and everything that's going on. And then, like, the rest of the call just starts giggling to themselves, and, like, you know, the people who can't see are like, what? What's going on? What's going on? <coughs> Excuse me. And then she finally, like, gets the hint. She's like, oh, shit. And then she grabs the phone real quick and turns the video off. She went to the bathroom? On the call. Oh, my God. But to me, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the hating ass coworker that posted it on the internet. Who the hell? Would yes, you- that and and who is I would be immediately yelling, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. Hey, you're on. I'm sorry, but like right. I I'd be yelling." That's like, I mean, someone at my school last semester was saying that a bunch of guys were laughing at a girl who had bled through her jeans. Oh. On her- 
And she was like yelling at the guys and then went up and told the girl like it's it's code like that is I I would bet the guy posted that because we like there's girl code of like you go up to the girl, you tell her, you know, you offer her something if she needs it. Be like, Mm -hmm. I have tampon, I have a pat, whatever, like and you help her in that situation. I hope that holds true here. I mean, it sucks. Whoever did it, it sucks. But the majority of the people on this call were women. I was surprised. Like, no one Maybe, told her. That's, I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Right. But yeah, whoever posted that is, first of all, how does that not kind of qualify as, like, revenge porn or something like that? That seems very sketchy to me. Yeah, it absolutely does. legal consequences for that. Yeah. yeah I'd be I, suing them if someone did that to me. Totally. I mean, you got to imagine that's going to happen after this whole thing blows over. You know, right now, right. probably not. But later on down the line, sure. Yeah. Oh, boy. Or I'd be within the company threatening. I don't know. I'd be doing something because that is ridiculous. That's fucked but, up, man. Yeah. You don't no, do that to... Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Man. So, and I watch it. So Zoom... It's the same with, like, the, like, when, you know, the celebrity nudes and shit like that leaked. I, I, didn't, I didn't look at that stuff. Nah. Because I was like, this person, it's not like they pose for Playboy. They didn't give permission for that. That's not consent. That's gross. Mm -hmm. I want no part of that. Like, this was so ridiculous. And there wasn't, like, any revealing shot or anything like that. It was, you know, pretty tame. So you almost think it's, like, a joke. You almost think it's, like, somebody posting, does this ever happen to you? or A fake video. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like one of those uh, Jimmy Kimmel type things, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Hopefully, Kimmel comes out and like, yeah, it was me or something like. Or anyone like, I don't care who does it. If it's fake, that's great. Like, I yeah. I mean, not great, but like better than the alternative. Better than the alternative, right? But man, <clears throat> hating ass, hating ass coworkers not saying anything. It's bullshit. Yeah. So we're not gonna give any light to that negativity. We're gonna give some light to some positivity. Um, there's a lot of folks out there that are doing their best in these times to, you know, spread some light around. Like, uh, for instance, Neil Gaiman, uh, the writer of um, Vertigo, Sandman, all kind of other fantasy stories that you've enjoyed over the years. Um, He has given carte blanche permission to teachers to read his works over any type of social media that you choose. So if you're trying to entertain uh, your students or your children from long distance, uh, feel free to read them Coraline or like I said, one of his many other works, you know, he's, he's, he's got a lot of stuff out there for both adults and kids alike. So, you know, choose your favorite, read it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love I've seen a lot that. of, um, I've seen a lot of celebrities reading their books, uh, on the internet too, just to give parents a break during the day. Um, uh, Jill Thompson, who is a, a frequent collaborator with Neil Gaiman, actually, um, she was reading one of her own scary godmother books online. Um, of course, LeVar Burton. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's LeVar Burton, right? So, yeah, obviously he's reading to some kids. Um, there have been a lot of services out there that are offering uh, free trials, free months, basically, during this time for you to enjoy uh, primarily, the one that's biggest on my radar is uh, CBS, a streaming service. Now I can finally catch up with Picard they, and Twilight Zone. But if they are they taking my credit card when they're doing this, or probably. But yeah. the, the good thing about the most, uh, the majority of these services is, is that once you sign up with your credit card, you can immediately cancel, okay. and it'll just give you the rest of the month. So okay, because I just yeah. canceled Spotify and stuff because I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, so they, I'm, I'm choosing priorities, and the big thing with Spotify is I'm like, oh, I can download music. <laughs> Spotify free, I don't have to. Well, I'm not leaving the fucking house for a while anyway, so right. I don't need to download shit. Right. There's no on the go to take with, so yeah, fuck it. No, no about um, it. I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> Flatten that curve. We've got family and friends who are nurses. I'm sure we've got chili babies listening who are nurses. That's right. And doctors and shit. Protect them. Flatten the curve, y'all. Stay home. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Make their job easier as much as you can by doing nothing. There's no better way 
to do yeah. this than to do nothing. Absolutely. So stay I know home. You feel helpless, but you are literally helping when you're doing nothing and staying home. Exactly. And calm down with the toilet paper, man. I mean, it's just, come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Um, Comixology is offering uh, two free months. So that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah, you sent that to me. I haven't looked into that yet. Um, yeah, so if you is. if you don't have a, a, an active membership in Comixology, um, you can sign up and they'll give you two months for free and then charge you after that. You know, so you of course cancel uh, if you're not down with that. But Comixology, <laughs> I actually really enjoy. I, I, I wholeheartedly support what they're doing. Um, you know, you're not going to get full runs of books in most cases, but you're going to get like the first three volumes to give you a taste of, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, uh, of course your library is still on digital. So check out Libby and, and hoopla and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, WWE network. Now this one's a little bit tricky. Um, this one is you go to cricket wireless and, uh, you search for WWE network on there. They offer you a couple of free months of WWE network and again, you just sign up and you cancel. And that is actually a wraparound for WrestleMania if you're trying to watch that. So you get to see that for free, which is, I mean, those things used to cost like 60 bucks back in the day. And that, that was a lot for a kid, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's better than nothing there. There's so many options. Um, restaurants, of course, uh, dining is not an option at this time, but, uh, I see all kind of deals floating around for delivery and drive through. We mentioned on the mini episode, uh, earlier this week that, uh, Wendy's is offering you a free frosty with a drive through. Bird oh, King is giving cool. free kids meals away with the purchase of every meal. So, I mean, it's, it's great to see that businesses are, are, are at least trying to, uh, help themselves soften the blow and soften the blow on your pocketbook a little bit as well, mm-hmm. uh, by, by giving you a little incentive to continue to support them, you know, so keep an eye out for that stuff. And if you guys have any suggestions of things that have uh, struck your fancy recently or have kept you distracted during all this, you know, definitely share it with us. Then we'll make sure to broadcast the message as well. But when it comes to, um, personal things that we're passionate about, there are a couple things that I know I wanted to touch on a couple of things I know you want to touch on. So I'm going to let you go because I've been talking for a while in my mouth's dry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to a friend of the show, uh, Justin Peterson. He is an artist um, and he's currently doing a like basically pay uh, for a drawing type of thing, commission, open commission. So, you know, you can give him a couple bucks and he'll do certain drawings, everything like that. Uh, go on his Instagram. It's at Justin Peterson. That's it. Like, it's just his name. Uh, and he has the details on there. You can message him on there. Go on his website. Um, he's a fantastic artist. He's done a lot of murals and everything like that. We were considering him for um, our logo, actually. The only reason mm-hmm. that that didn't work out was because... It just happened to be weird timing where he was getting married and everything like that. So, you know, it was just like our schedule, his schedule, it didn't match up, but it was ended up being fine. Um, we might, you know, do something else with him in the future, but he's a fantastic artist. I have like three pieces hanging up in my room right now that he's done. I love his work. Um, he usually does, uh, or he has done in the past circuits as well, of like C2E2 and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, go support his artwork. Um, and if you have artists, let us know. Um, basically anything right now. Like we really want to support artists, not not just like you know, but your podcast, whatever. Um, but we know people are going to be struggling right now, uh, and we want to give shout outs to people we love, things we love, things you love, everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and one thing that comes to mind too is the, um, the unfortunate nature of the comic industry right now. You know, there's, there's always moments, uh, over these past few years where people have said, this is it for print. This is it for comics. Um, this might be it though. This yeah. might, this might be it because for the first time and as long as I can remember, uh, Diamond Distributors, uh, won't be shipping new comics after this week. Um, because of what's going on in the world. So, uh, I, I want to show some love to, um, shops like 
Challengers here in Chicago and Alley Cat Comics for giving daily updates uh, about their um, their open hours, uh, offering to let people book appointments to come in and get their books. Uh, the the updates from Alley Cat Comics have been especially uh, encouraging because uh, their staff is always just so upbeat and cheery. Um, you know, something that you normally wouldn't expect in a comic shop, but uh, they're just like, you know, look, we're all in this together. Stay strong. Keep on reading. And, you know, I've, I've even seen some shops like Challengers, for instance, have offered to take you on FaceTime around the store to pick out books that you want, and then they would mail them to you. That's uh, great. Yeah. So, I mean, they're doing everything they can, obviously, to survive, but they're also doing this for the love of the, for the love of comics. You know, this is something that, uh, they understand over the years, comics have been there for me. Um, I know they've been there for you. They, they, they inspire me. They, they, you know, encourage me to be a better person in some scenarios. They encourage me to be more creative in some situations. So they want to give that to the world right now. And I, I really think that, uh, shops like that, um, they, they really need to be, um, you know, just praised for, for doing that sort of thing during these times. Mm-hmm. They have families, they have friends, and they want to be safe, and they, they want to do what's best for them, but they also want to do what's best for their customers and their, and their fans, too. So, you know, shout out to Challengers and Alley Cat and, of course, Third Coast and just all the shops here in Chicago for just, you know, being strong during this time. So... Give them some support as you can. Follow them on social media. Keep an eye, keep an eye on them. Yeah, and we also um, we already posted about this, but just a reminder to people that for a little while now um, our Patreon is open. Yep. So there's a back catalog of Patreon exclusive episodes. Um, we will close that back up at some point. We originally said the beginning of April. I don't know if we're still going to hold to that exact time at some point soon, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll close those back up. Um, but for now we just want to give you guys content. So like all of the digital content that's available basically, um, on our Patreon is open to everyone. And if you're able and want to become a patron after that, we appreciate it. We also know that times are tough and understand that as well, but we still wanted to, especially, you know, if you are dealing with anxiety or depression or everything like that, like it's nice to have the voices of, you know, friends and stuff like, you know, that's what it feels like when you listen to a podcast. I know it soothes soothes me a lot. Um, when I'm feeling, you know, yeah, same. Absolutely. Same here. Like, um, just listening to, uh, Oh my God, dumb people town. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gets me out of a funk a lot of the time. Um, shoot. Uh, Harmontown used to do it for me, but man, that, that got weird near the end. Let me tell you. You made it weird helps me a lot. Because it, <laughs> Ironically. It, it's, it's both silly and deep. And mm. that, that combination is very soothing to me. For some reason, I also really love the Office Ladies podcast. That's oh yeah, I keep meaning to get into that. Thank you for reminding me. I I gotta go, man. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, oh, you know what? I just remembered something too. Um, (laughs) there are some like DJs, of course. They're they're hit as well. They're doing like virtual house parties for the homebound. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so there's this DJ, uh, DJ D Nice. He did an Instagram live stream for, I want to say, like, 12 or 13 hours one day. And he was just spinning, like, old school, like, house music and R&B and hip-hop and stuff like that. Just a real nice vibe. And he had people coming through and saying, what's up, like, Anita Baker and uh, Barack Obama and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, like, Missy Elliott stopped by. It was really cool. It was really cool to see, you know, obviously not in person, but just, you know, chiming in in the chat. Just to say, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. So, yeah, DJ D Nice, man. Check him out. Cool. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I got to tell you, from a technical standpoint, just um, working from home, mm-hmm. it's detrimental. 
to so many other things because I didn't realize how many unread emails I had until I synced up my work email with my home laptop. Oh, yeah. And so I had to clear some stuff out before we could record tonight because there was no room in the hard drive. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, you know, that's an important skill, too. For those of you working from home, now is the time. We've been dealing with this for maybe a week and a half now, some of us. Now is the time to set boundaries. You know, there used to be a time where you could just leave work at work, but now work lives with you. It's like an unwanted roommate. So what you need to do is close the laptop, turn off the notifications on your phone, maybe put it on do not disturb if the work phone is forwarded to you, unless you're getting something delivered, then you probably want to, you know, leave the ringer on. But other than that, just take some you time every day. You know, I can quote this line now because I've actually watched a good part of Twin Peaks every day, every single day. Give yourself a little gift. It could be anything from a nap in your chair to a nice shirt mm-hmm. or a nice cup of black coffee. <laughs> yeah. But just take that break. That's all I'm saying. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You you do have to create your own boundaries and take care of yourself and everything like that. And if you got kids, I'm sure that's even more difficult. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But just getting that solace, just getting that peace of mind for a moment, just getting that alone time to just center yourself before engaging with individuals that you love and maybe some that you don't love so much. It's just so beneficial. I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. I mean, that's why I wake up earlier, like every day, even, even though I'm home, even though I can just get out of bed and go to work, I still wake up, uh, about the same time just so I can take that moment to just, you know, have some coffee, step out on the back porch and just like breathe, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I had a question in here. It's kind of dumb. I don't even know why I thought of it, but I was wondering if you remembered Tiger electronic handhelds. No, I don't know what that is. Okay. So they didn't have Game Boys and shit when I was growing up. We had to deal with these really crappy LCD screens. So it's like you're basically playing a game on a watch. Right. And they were just a... (laughs) It was so bad. But you know what? It's all we had on the go. So it was like the best thing in the world. You'd sneak them into class. But the, the scariest part of it was the fact that every single Tiger Electronics handheld game, it had a sound chip in it that just sounded like a screeching hawk. It was just abrasive. And so if you forgot to turn off that sound when you're in class and trying to sneak and play it, immediate suspension. Like, it was, there was no question. We're talking confiscation, maybe even a call to the parents. You don't want that? No. So, (laughs) fortunately, handhelds grew up. I begged my parents for a Game Boy when it came out because I knew it was a game changer. Because going from, like, stop motion you know, Mortal Kombat to being able to play Tetris on the go with all the smoothness of the screen. It was like night and day. It was when did the first when did the first Game Boy come out? Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. 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 I remember it well. And then NES was came out before that, right? Yeah, I want to say like eighty three. So Maybe Nintendo 84? was already a big deal before the Game Boy. Yeah. 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 And even Nintendo, actually, they had handheld games like I'm talking about, like uh, the Game & Watch series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks are familiar with um, uh, Mr. Game & Watch from Smash Brothers and how he just kind of moves in that stilted way. That's an homage to that LCD technology from back then. It was just, that's all they had. So that's all they did. <laughs> Two frames of animation. No more. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, and I, it, I would have only played something like that, like if Chris had it. Mm. I don't um, remember him having anything like that. Man, you had to stretch your imagination. Ironically, I don't even know if he really had a Game Boy. I think I just had Game Boys. I don't remember. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. My favorite one was just a baseball game. Like it was just the simplest thing in the world. The picture. Mm-hmm would toss the ball to you and you'd have to time it just right 
to push that button to hit the ball into the outfield, just start jamming on that run button. There were only two buttons. That was it. Run and back. Yeah. That was yeah. it. And it That's was like the, game. The, the most fun thing in the world to see like, you know, how high you can get the score. Ironically, you can only get the score to nine because that's the, that's how high the counter went. That was it. Just nine huh. points and the game was over. The end. Huh. So that that's confused funny. me for a while when I tried to watch baseball in real life. I'm like, man, they got more than nine points. What's happening here? What? Oh, you just didn't understand baseball. Game, the game's over. It's you nine points. Indo- you were an indoors kid for sure. Yeah, I was absolutely an indoors kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fun times with electronics. Want to do a little wall of weird? Isn't everything wall of weird now? Pretty much. <laughs> but sure, if you've got a wall of weird, go for it. We're living All right. <laughs> it's a world of weird. Yeah. <clears throat> world of weirdcraft. This comes from a website called lenconnect.com. Okay. In the headline... Deerfield Testicle Festival on hold. Uh, okay. I'm not one prepared of, for this, but okay. One of Lenawee County's biggest and most popular seasonal festivals of the year has also taken a hit due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Deerfield American Legion hosted the Testicle Festival. It will not take place on Sunday, March 21st. How is it not planned. called Test Fest? This test is stupid. Fe- that's what they call it. In, if, if you're in the know, that's what you call it. Okay. That's... <laughs> it will not take place Saturday, March 21st. Oh, this is passed already. Poor test fest. Mm. Uh, as limitations upon the number of people together in one setting have been set by the Michigan state government in a response mm-hmm. to combating the virus. The festival has been moved to the date of Saturday, May 9th. It will take place in the Legion Hall, blah, 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 blah. People come from all over the state, all over the county to take part in the fest said Nick Pulver of the Deerfield American Legion. We have people who travel 300 or 400 miles just for this one-day festival. People are traveling 300 and 400 miles to fondle these testicles. Uh, That doesn't surprise me. People go a long way for dick. They do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we joke, but I saw there there was a thread on Twitter today, actually, like, how far have you actually traveled for a dick appointment? And somebody goes, I went to Kansas. And then another person goes, I went to London. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised at all. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, my my regards to the uh, the American Legion in Deerfield and your testicle festival, you know, hopefully that goes off without a hitch. Um, I'm sure people still want to come from all over to experience the test fest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No comments on that story. No, I no, am. No coughing at that festival, <laughs> though. <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> Get it? It works on so many levels. So many levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is horrible. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know. My grandfather eats, like, brain sandwiches or whatever, though. Like. I, I mean, what brain? Like brain cow? of what? Okay. I think it's Calvary. I don't know. Some, but like I've been told this, and I'm like, what is wrong w- with you? Why? I mean, that's that's what I'm. Okay. All right. All right. And this is going to be a small rant. I and don't understand. So I understand cultures eat different things, but but he's from fucking Indiana, so it's not the same. Well, see, that's what I'm getting at. People are you know trying to curve on a certain culture for partaking in certain meats. And it's like, what about haggis? What about fucking, you know, chitlins? No, that's very true. Yeah. That, that is, like, that's stupid. People there's all kind of just sugar. I mean, <laughs> there's all kind of shit we shouldn't be eating. The only argument that I've seen is there is um, black market trade. Yeah. That is where it's like, you know, you're, you think this has some sort of power. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that and so there are these animals that carry viruses, um, and so they're dealing in the, and they're endangered animals too, on top of everything else. So right, right, of course. I mean, right. shark fin soup is a thing, and you know, um, um, grinding up uh, antler or antlers uh, tusks. 
right. elephant tusks is a thing. Mm-hmm. Rhino uh, horns. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, it's... No, rhino horns is what they grind up. Elephant tusks, they mostly just use for the ivory for, like, decorative stuff, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um... Well, I'll give you this bonus while we're weird, because I, I bought this up on the show earlier this week, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Okay. Okay, okay. If I could find it. I think I deleted it. I think that's how much I dislike this story. You can give uh, the, the headline, I guess, of... Uh, I had a cord fall. Is that the new James Bond film, Cord Fall? Cord Fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't find it. All right, let's let's look, 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 look. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know exactly okay. what word to search for to tell you about this. It's a food delivery service run by strippers that had to shut down due to what's going on in the world. The delivery oh. service is called Boober Eats. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like I like both the name and the fact that they're um, finding ways to keep making their money. You you go girls, you go. You go. You go Boober Eats. <laughs> Sponsored by Boober Eats. Boober Eats. <laughs> Get your face in it. Get your face in there. You yeah. know. Well, maybe not right now. Maybe in a few weeks. But yeah, now you keep know your what distance. you got to risk it. That's right. You got to risk it for that biscuit. <laughs> All right. With that. Let's go ahead and call this one. I say this is a good welcome back episode. Welcome back, Lex. Glad to have you. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Folks, thank you for listening. Uh, Meet us around this time next week. Yeah. And uh, stay safe. We love you. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other, everyone. Bye. There you go. And we out.